We're right in the middle of spring, summer is almost here, and to a lot of folks, that means baseball season. The food, the sound of the ball cracking against the bat, and the crowds. Baseball has a deep history in America. The poetry, the history, and for me, some of the movies I loved most growing up. Movies such as The Sandlot, A League of Their Own, and one of my favorites, Major League, and specifically Major League 2. It's also fertile ground for a sprawling documentary epic by Ken Burns just titled Baseball, and true crime documentaries like Screwball. But today, we explore the documentary about the relationship of the Omaha Storm Chasers and the Kansas City Royals, 50 summers. The onus for the film really came in the beginning from our producer, Bill Hipscher, um, who's the, and then who's the president of our studio. This is the director of 50 Summers, Dan Napoli. Having worked with the Storm Chasers in some other areas, Bill just kind of felt that there was something there, that minor league baseball was, was kind of an undertold story. Before this film, I was very unaware of any of the minor league stories here in America. And I was surprised when Dan told me there's 165 minor league teams in America and only 32 pro teams. I asked Dan why the relationship between the Storm Chasers and the Royals is so significant. The Storm Chasers were coming up on their 50th season being connected with the Royals being their AAA affiliate. And, and it was the second longest in the majors, the long majors minors, the longest at the AAA level. Everything else had had a lot of movement, especially in the last five to eight years. Colorado Rockies AAA was wherever. It was Colorado Springs for a long time. And then they moved the affiliate after like three years to San Antonio. So all this stuff moving around, but Omaha and Kansas City being stalwarts and staying together. And so just as a storyteller, that immediately makes me go like, well, why is that? You know, what's happening here? Why is this relationship staying tight and consistent when all of these other ones are kind of like very short-lived. 50 Summers is a really fun and entertaining documentary that I think tells this story very beautifully. I also wanted to get to know Dan a little more and his motivations to make this film because I know him and I share a love for punk rock and skate culture, which when I was younger seemed antithetical to loving sports. Well, unless you consider skateboarding a sport. I guess right technically, uh, Mike Vallely, like Mike V would say skating is a art form, right? And not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sport. But like, no, dude, it's so it's it's super interesting on a couple different levels. I think for some reason, punk rock and skate culture, like like whatever you want to call that, that also gravitate towards baseball is is high and is really interesting. You know, baseball, I think more than anything is really woven into the fabric of, of of Americana you know it it really is it really is part of that and minor league baseball especially Dan's made multiple documentaries and also has a podcast exploring documentaries so I was just curious what attracts him to the form so for years and years NFL films would do like a mini doc on the Super Bowl growing up in the 80s what ESPN would do would would air all of them in like a marathon you know I would watch those um with uh you know with my dad and I even just remembers and there's just like so much gravitas in that you know that's that's the classic like the frozen tundra of Lambeau field type stuff um I think the second thing is Growing up like a huge punk rock fan and, and getting into sort of like skateboard culture through music, it was always this thing of skate companies got their new product out. Here's our new video. Like, here's our new stuff, um, you know, and that kind of borders in, in, in documentary. But then when I was a little bit older, 
um, the Dogtown doc that Stacy Peralta did, Dogtown and Z Boys was like was like oh it was like holy cow that was, um, and it was probably right about that time that I started working in um, in action sports. I did a lot of work with professional paintball for a really long time. Um, even had a film come out after Fifty Summers called Best Kids in Texas that kind of had kind of covered that. So I think that that's maybe what what drew drew me to documentaries um because it's interesting how how it changed though because like growing up in 70s 80s and early 90s documentaries were like uh eye roll it was like at that time like who watches documentaries it's my dad does and they're about submarines (laughs) the ken burns baseball documentary that's probably the first documentary i ever found myself watching on pbs like oh my god i'm watching pbs what's happening to me Dads bring their sons to the ballpark. It seems to me that that's where it all starts. Everybody has a good time. I mean, who goes to a ballpark and doesn't have a good time? So the history of minor league baseball naming pretty much goes back to the Civil War. It wasn't about two wacky team names. It was about the heart and soul of what it meant to be from Grand Rapids and the heart and soul of what it meant to be from Wheeling. I was at Reading, Pennsylvania in 67 and 68. Bob, we're getting ready to field our first AAA team. And he said, would you consider coming down and being the general manager of the Royals? You start with Kansas City. They were a remarkably well-run expansion franchise. From 71 on, that's when the farm system started kicking in. Well, I started there in 1973 and got called up to the big leagues, I think, in maybe August. The 70s, about the time Omaha would have got its franchise, probably fell back into a a loyal fan base, but nothing like you see today. Late 80s, early 90s is when you realize not everybody's coming to a game to watch baseball, but everybody's coming to have fun. The face of the franchise isn't Tom Brady. It's not a player. Oftentimes, it's a mascot. The juice added to minor league baseball, you can really trace a lot of it back to when the movie Bull Durham came out. But we're not in the baseball business. We're in the memory-making business. Oh, I loved old Rosenblatt Stadium. There's some great memories there. I think we always had a heart. I think the heart was Rosenblatt Stadium. I think we now have a soul. Warner Park, it was uh, unbelievably awesome. Right? It was so much fun. We went to the groundbreaking ceremony, uh, stuck shovels in the ground, and I'm going, man, there's nothing out here. It kind of reminded you of uh, Field of Dreams, all the cornfields around it. And uh, sure enough, I go back two years later, you get six, seven, eight thousand people in that, it's rocking. What happens in minor league baseball in smaller communities is a pretty passionate love affair. What makes me come back every year is our fans, our season ticket holders. They're really drives me to be in this business. I get emotional every time I talk about it. They truly are my family. If you love your college, it's because you went there. If you love your pro team, it's because I love Peyton Manning. If you love a minor league team, it's simply because they're your team. The players, if they're really good, they're gone. Guess what? There, there might be a Kansas City Royal, but they're forever a storm chaser. I want to thank Dan Napoli for coming on to talk about his film 50 Summers, which is available for streaming. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure.